Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in What's the Spread. Thanks for joining us for episode 84. Today we're going to dive in and give a little love to the group of five. This is where all our night fans go, charge on, charge on. Miles, I'm stoked to talk about this. We have not shown much love to group of five this year yet. For those of you who don't know, in college football, we've got 10 conferences, the Power Five and the Group of Five. The Power Five are what we always cover, right? Big 10, Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC. But the Group of Five are the other five conferences. And here's the thing, Brad. When it comes to college football, I was thinking about this today, all right? I I I was thinking about the Group of Five as a whole. There's so much going on here that doesn't get a lot of attention, Obviously, right? Yes. Because because there's so much action going on in the other Big Five conferences, but there's so much good college football being played in these conferences. And when when you look at the final standings of last year, so much competition, yes. so competitive. I mean, there were a couple divisions where four teams were in it right to the very end. If you look at, if you think about good quarterbacks that have even come out of this division, I think that if they were to play in other divisions, like I'm talking about Tyree Jackson from Buffalo, great quarterback. Went undrafted. We're talking about Brett Rippon from uh, Boise State. Another great quarterback. There was good players coming out of these divisions that I feel were a lot better than people were giving credit for just because they're in the group of five. I don't think that uh, the spot in the New Year's Six Bowl game is enough for the group of five. I think that the group of five should have their own, some kind of their own tournament. Yes. To, to highlight these players that yeah. you were talking about. Because here's the thing, UCF has been getting all this attention, which has been great, it's been warranted, but that's a special case, Yeah. right? I mean, if if you've got a MAC team on a winning streak like that, you know, Western Michigan did it a couple years ago with their 12-game win, win streak, but there's no real stage for these teams at the end of the year. And if there was a group of five tournament, even just four teams, yeah, there would be a lot of excitement and a lot of hype around that, and I, I think that people would tune in. It's kind of crazy because, really, you think about these future draft picks. The only time they really have to show their stuff is at the end of the year. Yes. And, okay, and let's talk about Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowls, and all that. You have players that are going to the Shrine Bowl but not getting invited to the, to the Senior Bowl. Initially, they show out in the Shrine Bowl, and then guess what? They Oh, they had a great week of practice. They got invited to the Senior Bowl. Yes, but if they had this tournament at the end of the year, then they would be able to display their stuff, and I, 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 I'm very sure it would improve their draft. Their, their, their stock and it's a great point to make to take away a couple bowl games or make the group of just like you did with the playoff yep pick some bowl games to represent the group of five in their tournament yep and have that at the end of the year when there's no other distractions the conference championship games because now everyone has one which is great yes so now each conference has that game to highlight their two best teams or they're represented yep. from each division but keeping in mind as good as championship saturday is these group of five championship games are just the warm-up. Yep. We're all waiting until the SEC championship game at 3.30, and mm-hmm. we're all waiting for the Big Ten title game at 8. So just something that, that I had in mind, uh, just because I think that there's a lot of exciting football to be seen here, and there's just not enough time. Not enough time, a lot of excuses, and I think that group of five doesn't want that because they don't want to pigeonhole themselves. They want to say that they're eligible, but let's be real. It's going to take a near miracle for a group of five team to make the playoffs. Yeah, and and maybe we'll see it in our lifetime, maybe. I mean, we know we're going to see expansion. It's going to become more popular yes. or more likely, you know, the more teams that we see included into the playoff. And that is a good point that you bring up, is that they do want to have their say, and they do want to, you know, be included in, in the playoff committee. But we all know that, based on what we've seen from UCF, 
the respect is just not there. Yeah, absolutely. But it's building, right? Let's start there. Let's start with the American Conference. This is the conference that basically represents the group of five, yes. right? This uh, the the Mountain West may be deeper, but the American has the more I guess marquee the, programs. Yes, the more marquee programs, and it happens to be on the East Coast, right? In, in football, and that's very dominant. Uh, let, let's let's go ahead and dive in here, Miles. There's a lot of interesting things that I saw about here. The biggest question coming in the in the, uh, the American Conference this year is can UCF complete the three-peat? I think they absolutely can. We all know Darrell Mack broke his ankle playing basketball. But they so happen to be blessed with a great transfer. And, and, and I don't think I don't think Wimbush is a great transfer overall, but I think he's a great transfer for that program because he will annihilate the Americans' weak defense. I would be okay if you said that Brandon Wimbush was a great transfer for them because he is. He is. All right, so I was kind of going back and forth between about four teams in the American. Yes. I really like UCF. I like Cincinnati. I like Houston. I like Memphis. That's are, by four as well. Okay. I think that these are four really good teams. Two from each division. We got two in the East, two in the West. Yes. I think UCF and Cincinnati are going to be the top dogs. And when it came to the fact if UCF could repeat, I was starting to think about the state of UCF. Now we're rolling into the third year, yeah. right? We were rolling into the third year. Uh, they're what, 25 and one over the last two years? Yep. This is where... Not not the first year, not beating Auburn. This is where you can start building that momentum Absolutely. to really establish yourself. Kind of, I've made so many comparisons to Boise State in the the late two thousands, but this is really where they started to pick up their recognition. Yes, it was the third year of winning, the fourth year of winning. It wasn't the first year. Can UCF three P? Absolutely, they can. Especially when I was looking at because let's let's be honest, Cincinnati is their toughest competition on their side. Right? Yeah. Cincinnati is going to light years ahead on defense. Right. They're going to come back with, they a, are. with a great offensive team, but they have to replace three starters on the offensive line. And then look at the schedules. Man, talk about a brutal schedule for Cincinnati. The only benefit of their schedule, in my opinion, is that they get to play UCF at home. They have to play, they have to play Ohio State, UCLA, at Houston, at Memphis. And they play at Houston, at Memphis. UCF plays Houston at home, and, and they don't play, play Memphis. Memphis. So... the they do play Cincinnati on the road, and that would factor into my decision. But the fact that, that they miss Memphis in the regular season, yes. which has been their toughest competition over the past couple of years besides Cincinnati, yes, that's a big advantage for them. And also, we think about the non-conference game. They both have tough opponents, but playing on the road versus Ohio State versus playing at home versus Stanford, which would you think is more likely to, to be an outcome and a winner? Big difference. And the Cincinnati-UCF game is early enough in the season yes. that UCF can recover from a loss there. Yeah. Which is not out of the question. It's going to be offense versus defense. UCF was abysmal against the run last year. Oh, my year. God. There's a lot to fix up front. They do have three returning starters in the secondary. I think that's the strength of their defense this year. Strength. And it's going to help. It helps. also helps that they don't have to face Darrell Henderson, yeah, who and they get Greg tore McC- up this McCray entire league. As well on yeah. the offensive side of the ball. Gabriel Davis, they have a ton of talent on yeah. offense. Let's go back to Wimbush for a second, because okay. we kind of got off track. I, I really wanted to focus on him. Okay. This is a winner, all right? We forget that this guy won 10 games at Notre Dame. I, I, that's that's nothing to scoff at. I mean, yeah, he wasn't good enough to lead him to the promised land or the national title. Hey, but even look at Ian Book didn't do the same thing. Right. Wimbush is a proven winner. Yes. If he can stay healthy... His passing ability wasn't there, right? But we know that his uh, level of competition is going to go down a yes. step. So he won't need it as much. Especially I mean, his level of defensive competition. Right. I mean, look at what Mac did. He, he, his, uh, he's got a rocket for an yes. arm. Don't get me wrong. But his accuracy needs help. Yep. He so does Winbush. Teams up. Right. I, I think uh, one thing about Winbush that's really going to be um, 
highlighted here. Actually, let me tell you a story first. So Please. the news broke on the internet, and, and for all you guys who don't know, um, they call me Branos uh, because I collect my top fan badges because I, I like reading articles of different Facebook posts and sports groups. We go on one uh, UCF post, and uh, when they when the news broke about uh, Darrell Mack, I saw someone say, oh my God, what are we going to do now? We're doomed. Miles, the first thing I said is like, chill, chill, lady. You guys got Wimbush. And I honestly think it's kind of... And, and I'm not saying that these guys are comparable in skill level. Well, I, I, I think, right. Well, but, wait, no, I'm about to compare. It's kind of like when UCF fans were hoping Jalen Hurts would come. They're getting a, a proven quarterback coming to their program, playing an American. I think Wimbush is going to shred this conference. And I think that when you're comparing Mac and Wimbush, they're just, they come from such different football backgrounds. Yes. That they're two very unique players. I was a big fan of Mac. I was rooting yeah. for him to, to win the starting job. But now, this is Wimbush's offense. That's not a bad thing. Not at all. And you've got an excellent head coach in Heupel who has proven at Missouri that he can develop quarterbacks. Yes. UCF is going to be dangerous. Going to be dangerous. Let's talk about the other side. Let's talk about the other side, okay? This was a tough one for me. Because you have two very, very good quarterbacks in um, Brady White and Deidre King. But then you also have two very bad defenses. But with that being said, you have the defense who's, who gave up, what, 37 points per game in, in, in Houston, who was supposed to be a good defense last year? They were shredded on defense last year. They gave up 52 points to Memphis in their game last year. But that's also when King was injured. Yes. Anyway. And now you have Memphis, who's returning eight starters on the defense. Yes. That is key. Experience. Vital. But honestly... I had to go down to which skill set and which new additions. See where I'm getting at? New additions is going to help so much. We have West Virginia's coach coming over. Are we talking over. about Dana Holgerson right yes, now? Yes, we are. To bring over that explosive offense, I know he is ecstatic to have King as his quarterback. Unbelievable coaching hire. Amazing. To bring Holgerson away from West Virginia, who was perfect for the Big 12. And the thing about the American is, you can throw in any offense into the American as long as it's effective. Yeah. And now you're bringing a Big 12 offense into here with King at quarterback? Houston would have won this division had King not been injured literally six days before the Memphis-Houston game last year. Absolutely. And this year, it's Memphis at Houston on November 16th. That game will decide the West. I was looking at top players inside this conference, and there are some really good players. Desmond, Desmond Ritter, Didrick King, Malcolm Perry for Navy. Oh, my God. Who we got? And Ritter Greg, doesn't get enough credit. Not at all. Get, doesn't get nearly enough credit. And I hate to say that this is a great player, but Blake Barnett, he has a prove-it year. Blake Barnett for USF. Greg McCray. Oh, my. There's just a lot of talent. It's just unfair that they don't get the love they deserve. Here's another question for UCF and Cincinnati. Let's talk about coaching for a second. Yes. You got Luke Fickle and Josh Heupel. Yes. These guys are headed for Power 5 programs. Absolutely. It's, it, unfortunately for UCF, there's not really a clear path for them right now into expansion. Yeah. Not anytime soon. So the question remains, how long do these guys stay at their respective programs? I think Heibel has another undefeated season. He's gone. That's what I think. Think about all the programs that have coaches on the hot seat. That Especially programs that need offensive minds. Like, look, look at Auburn right now. Sure. Auburn needs an offensive spark. And Heupel's got the SEC experience. Yes. And Fickle's a great defensive mind. And Fickle has experience as a head coach. Yes. These coaches are not sticking around for a long time. They so hear, when, 
that was my point. Is just enjoy it while it lasts. Yes, they're here right for a now. good time, not a long I'm loving time. It. Yes, uh, I love both these guys. Great character. Heupel's got great energy. Yes. I mean, you saw him on the sideline of that American Championship game. I mean, to go from Frost to Heupel, it was a home run hire. Absolutely. And it's one of the big reasons why I believe in the in the continued success of UCF this year. So, let's go ahead with our division winners. Let's start in the East. Who you I, got? I have UCF. I've got UCF as well. Uh, I could actually possibly see them winning it by two games. Yeah. I, could, I mean, Cincinnati winning 11 games is a dream season. And great for Fickle. It's going to be difficult to follow that up. They're going to be good. Don't get Especially me wrong. Especially with that schedule. 11 Brutal. wins. Yeah, with that schedule. Really tough. Uh, who do you got in the West? Houston. I've got Houston too. Damn. I was hoping you said maybe so we had a little tussle going no, on. I, so I, it came down to uh, one Derek King for me. I mean, yep. he's he with Holgerson coming in, I think they're going to be, I, and Brady White's been great for Memphis. Memphis defense might be a little bit better. But there's not going to be such a big difference in the talent of the defense no. that it's going to make a difference. Yes, and then losing Henderson is like huge. Man, you just got shot in the gut. Right, and they're saying, well, you know, the offense is built around the running game, and that's fine. But he was a one-of-a-kind player in this conference. And he tore up UCF twice yes. in one season. And Houston, for that matter. And now that's not standing in their way. So, all right, I've got UCF and Houston playing in the American title game. I've got UCF hosting this game again I do as well in Orlando and winning it for a third time call me a homer I don't care I just don't think any other program is literally at the level that UCF is and that might be unfair to the other programs but UCF has a favorable schedule and I think they're right now they're just a little bit a step ahead I think the 48-45 American championship game is going to become a tradition and this year will be no different it's going to be another shootout in Orlando I think Heupel gets back-to-back American Conference champion. Yep. Championships. So let's move over to the Mountain West. A very deep group of five conference over here in the Mountain West. Miles, this one brought me back and forth. I already knew who my mountain winner was. And you might ask me, Brett, how do you know your mountain, your mountain winner? Losing Brett Rippon and Alexander uh, Madison. Madison Madden. may have even been a bigger loss for them. Yes. I think that without either of those players... It's too easy for my boy. You already know I'm on the Jordan Love train, dog. Human highlight film. I think that <laughs> I think that with Gary Anderson coming here at Utah State, I don't care that they only returned two starters on offense. The most important piece they returned was their quarterback. This will be a fun conference to watch. Guys, please pay attention to the Mountain West this year because I have Utah State winning out of the mountain. Okay. Jordan Love is the best player in the conference. Yes. Utah State is a really fun pick this year. Yes, it is. Okay, and I hate to agree with you again, but for my mountain winner, I'm going with Utah State as well. I think that it will come down uh, between Boise State at Utah State, by the way. So Utah State gets Boise State at home this year. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, November 23rd, that will decide... Just like last season. The mountain division, just like last season. And with Boise State losing those pieces... I think there's a little bit of an opening here. Yep. The Aggies were impressive to watch last year. Yes, they were. And watch out for Utah State LSU. Whew. What a game. That's a trap game for, for LSU. All right. In the West Division, I've got two contenders. I've got Fresno State and San Diego State. Fresno State allowed 14.1 points per game on defense last yes, year. Yes, they were 14.1 points per game. I think that they can repeat it. They really didn't lose too much from the defense. No, they didn't. I think they returned like... What, six defensive starters, I think? Uh, don't, don't quote me on that. Miles, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, I wasn't going to put my sleeper as my uh, winner, 
but call me crazy. You know, bold men make bold decisions. They do. I'm going to go Now's with the, time. the Cole McDonald Rainbow Warriors. I love it. Returned eight starters on a defense that is terrible, but the offense was phenomenal. Cole McDonald got banged up towards the end of the season. This was the first time they've had a winning record in ages. They do have a couple couple of really tough tests. Got to play at Washington, play Arizona, and play at Boise State. But I think if they can survive two of those games, they will have a pretty solid record. Do you remember when we were really high on Hawaii at the beginning of the year last year and we were putting bets down on yeah. the left, uh, left and right? I'm going to be doing the same thing this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. I would love nothing more than to see Hawaii come in and take this division. There's no way their defense can get worse. I hope not. <laughs> oh, and they get a lot of a lot of players in this conference are coming to Honolulu this year. Which is great for them. Over in the West, uh, I've got Fresno State with that lockdown defense. Fresno State's my second place. Uh, but uh, And then I got, I got San Diego State as my runner-up. I got Hawaii a close third. I think that those three teams will be at the top. There's no I, doubt. I just can't get over San Diego State last year starting the season on a tear and then just being abysmal right. at the end. They've, they've got a lot to prove. They need to score. That's their problem. Yeah. And you'd, same can be said about Fresno State. And that yeah. may be where Hawaii can have the advantage there. Yep. Uh so, who you got in the championship game? You got uh, Hawaii and Utah State? Yes, I do. What a fun Mountain West title game that would be. 100 points going to be scored? Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think so. And my winner of the conference championship is, drum roll please, no, it's not even a joke. I got Utah State destroying Hawaii. I got Utah State, Fresno State, and I think with Fresno State's defense and Jordan Love, I think it would be uh, like a 20-16 to 16 game, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with Utah State as my Man, champion. We are, are we synced up right now? Are we synced up? Mountain... The Mountain West, guys, please. You guys, there's good money to be made on the Mountain West because these spreads are going to be crazy. There are teams in the Mountain West that play great defense. So when you think about Fresno State playing uh, USC, playing Minnesota, or you think about, um, you think about, I'll just use that as an example. These spreads are going to be outrageous. They're going to be double digit spreads, and the likelihood of these guys covering, I mean, the, the, the Mountain West teams, it's very likely. Fresno State at USC, the, the USC's first game of the season yeah. is a trap game. Yes. That defense could be real tough for JT Daniels. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and move into the Mac Attack. This is my favorite conference to bet on, guys. If anybody didn't know, I'm going to tell you right now. Bet the over. There's only three or four teams in this in this in this conference that I wouldn't bet the over on. The Mac has not had back-to-back champions since 2011. Four times, four different winners. In, I mean, four years in a row. And the defending champion just lost their coach. Yes. Northern Illinois wins a great game last year, 30-29. to 29. All right. Who do you like coming out of the East? You know, the East was tough for me. I, because you got to think that Buffalo is just so talented. But I'm going with Ohio. Ohio has the best quarterback who I think will be player of the year. I think Ohio will, nah, I'm not going to spoil my, my surprises. I think Ohio will go ahead and be my East pick. All right, so Buffalo won the division last year. I think it will, in Ohio was close behind at 6-2 and two in the conference. I think it's going to be between Ohio and Buffalo. I am all over Ohio here. Frank Solich, I believe, has been coaching at Ohio since we were born, I think, Almost. maybe. Very rare to see coaching stability in the MAC conference. This may be his best team. This man, Nathan Rourke, 76 total touchdowns over the past two yes. seasons. 76 total touchdowns. He is a shoe in for Mac Offensive Player of the Year. Additionally, their defense only gave up 24.6 points per game in 2018, and they're returning seven starters. There's a lot to like in Athens this year. 
I can't even remember what the, 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 they are heavy, heavy favorites to win the conference. So that should tell you guys something, especially, especially with a conference with as deep and as much parity as this one. When you have someone that deep, that much of a favorite, guys, just listen to us. I also think uh, Kent State with the youngest coach in Division One, look for them to make a little noise, but hey, that's, that's just for fun. It's going to be between <laughs> Ohio and Buffalo. All right, out of the West, Brad, I've got the same four teams that competed for the division last year. There was a three-way tie for second. Northern Illinois finished at the top at 6-2, and two, and then you had Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, and Toledo at 5-3. and three. I think all four of those teams could win the division this year. Yes, and I'm going with Western Michigan. They're bringing back 17 starters, and one of those 17 starters so happens to be the quarterback. We harp on a couple things on this podcast. It's offensive line stability, quarterback stability, head coach stability. I really love them bringing back their quarterback. I do like Western Michigan. In this division, their defense allowed 34.5 points per game last year, but they may have one of the best offenses in the entire conference. I'm going to go ahead with a flyer, just like you did for Hawaii. I'm going to go with Eastern Michigan. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the green, and they're finally making noise in this conference with bowl appearances. Look for a senior quarterback, Mike Glass, to be a potential breakout player this year in the conference. Lot to like at Western Michigan. Toledo plays Western Michigan and Northern Illinois at home. Yes, that was my one of my games of the week. It was that or Ohio at Buffalo. Either one of those is my games of the year for this conference. And then Northern Illinois, even in winning the conference last year, only averaged 20 points per game on offense last yep. year. So when you think about it with these four teams, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of good betting to be had yes. in this conference this year. All right, so my game of the year, I went ahead and went with Western Michigan at Ohio. It could be a potential MAC title game preview. Okay. That is on Tuesday night, by the way. Tuesday night, Maction, November 12th. Is literally my favorite. It's going to be so cold. I, I've been to a November Tuesday night game in Athens, Ohio, and it was one of the coldest nights of my entire life. Oh, my God. That'll be on ESPN. One of the reasons to love this conference. All right, so then I would have um, Ohio and Eastern Michigan playing in the MAC championship game. I'm not going against Ohio this year. Rorick is going to make noise in this conference. I could see 40 total touchdowns for him this year. I'm here with you as well, Miles. Uh, I got Ohio over Western Michigan. And then once again, we have a, another conference champion that we picked. That's the same. All right. Conference USA. This conference last year was a little unique. I mean, you had Mid-10 State with quarterback Brent Stock still, who's gone. And pretty much, I think, their chances of winning are gone. Uh and then you had the story, one of the stories of the year was the UAB football program yes. out of the West. A program that did not compete in Division One for two years. And they come in and win seven games in the conference and win the conference. What do we think about UAB this year? I think UAB is solid. I, I do not have them winning the conference. I think I have them as, I wrote it down about four losses, three to four losses. They're bound to take a step back, Yeah, right? bound to take a step back. That was a lot of... Um, what do they call it? Like like one of those pride, chips on the shoulder kind of seasons. I actually have, uh, coming out of this conference... Um, well, let's let's start with the East. Okay, 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 we'll go back to the East. So, go back to the East. This one's got to be a, a simple decision, right? I don't know. I'm just kidding. This one was really <laughs> tough for me. I, I, I bounced around a lot from FIU um, to Marshall. Ah. I went with FIU. I had to go FIU. I think they're better offensively. They they they're one of the the highest team total scores in their division. Better secondary, and I live in Florida. 
All right, here's the thing about FIU. They led the conference in scoring last year at 34.6 points per game. They returned James Morgan at quarterback. And not to mention, I think they'd have the best defensive player in the conference in linebacker Sage Lewis. Lots of like at FAU. FIU. Did you pick the measure East? And FAU, by the way. I also was looking at Lane Kiffin. That's the sleeper, I think, yes, in the conference this year. Especially with getting B.J. Emmons. B.J. Emmons BJ decided to actually play football. Bro, he, what his, he could be a huge I difference I he maker. turns out to be one of those players who makes it to the NFL because his story is quits football. Decides to come back and play football again. That, uh, Florida Atlantic suffers four losses last year by eight points or less. Yes. Their turnover margin was horrendous. Lane Kiffin, his he had the number one recruiting class in... Conference USA last year, so it may take a couple years, but it was far and above anybody else in the conference. He's out recruiting everybody here. Yep. So FAU is my sleeper team. I almost wanted to go with them there, but my game of the year in the conference is going to be FIU at FAU, <laughs> and I'm also going with Florida International to come out of the East. I got, my game of the year is <laughs> FIU at Marshall. I think both teams will be about eight wins um, in this conference. That game will probably decide the division. Yeah. There's no doubt. If you didn't notice my trend, a lot of my games of the, of the year in the conferences have been potential deciders. Um, who do you have for the West? The West, this was, I think we're going to start with the West. This was my no-brainer. Okay. So, for me, it was between UAB and North Texas. I'm not going to go with UAB to repeat as much as I want to. I think they're going to take a step back. Listen, man. Mason Fine is, hands down, the best player in this conference. Easily. Easily. And he's going to win Offensive Player of the Year. Yes. There are some concerns with the offensive line for North Texas, but honestly, the offensive line concerns don't really bother me in a group of five Not really. And North scenario. Texas won me a ton of money last year, so I don't know if there's a little bit of my wallet talking, and plus Mason Fine, I went with North Texas as well. This is kind of great that we've been doing pretty similar. We don't talk about any of this before. You think about all the potential teams that could be coming out of these divisions. There are a lot of good teams. I thought you were going to call me crazy for picking FIU over Marshall. And sure, lo and behold, we both have FIU. And I think we're a little partial to the Florida teams. But yeah, hey, are. who's not here Who in cares? Florida? Yeah. All right, so then we both have FIU and North Texas playing in the Commerce USA Championship game. Who do you think hosts the Commerce USA title game? I think I got North, uh, North Texas. I think North Texas hosts the game. And wins it. I've got FA or FIU winning the game nice. on the road. Nice I over like North it. Texas. I think uh, in the end, both defenses are shaky. But yeah. I think North Texas has a shakier defense. I think and it's a high FIU scoring has game. A higher scoring offense. Yeah. Uh, as good as Mason Fine Texas, is, though. FIU led the conference in scoring. I think last this year. is one of those one of those moments where Mason Fine needs to put on a good show, and this will be. The it's stage. hard to pick against North Texas. Uh, they they are heavy favorites and. For good reason. Yeah, I've been so basic in this conference and then this this group of six, and I didn't even purposely do it. But uh, let's move over to the last one, the Sun Belt. Scott Satterfield has left Appalachian State for Louisville. Yep. Great hire, by the way. They finally uh, went into two divisions last year, and Appalachian State defeated Louisiana Lafayette at home. Now known as Louisiana. <laughs> now known as Louisiana. They'll always be Louisiana. Same. <laughs> to me. Always. All right, Brad. Uh, first, give me your game of the year in the conference. Oh, shoot. I, Miles, I didn't even think about a game of the year. Well, well how that about this? Me. It, it, has, it has to be Appalachian State and Troy, right? Yeah. Out of the East. They they both finished at 7-1 at the top of the division. We got Appalachian State at Troy on a Friday night, November 19th. 
for me, it was difficult because we have two great programs. Appalachian State just lost their coach. I still think they'll be very fine. They're still going to be great. Yes. Appalachian State is another team that... They'll be another 11-win team. Yeah. And when expansion uh, talks start to rumble, Appalachian State is a prime candidate yes. um, for expansion. They're going to continue to win 10 games every single year. So I think that that game decides the East, and I'm going with Appalachian State. Same. All right. Over in the West, I think that it's going to be between Louisiana and... Arkansas State. Yep. Louisiana at Arkansas State will decide the West on October 17th. I'm going with Arkansas State this year. <laughs> I picked Arkansas State, and you know, it might be more familiarity. So I was, this is crazy that it, this is nothing to do with sports, but this is how sports lovers dissect schools and stuff like that. I was, I had a list of schools of which school I wanted to do post grad at. And Arkansas State was one of the schools, and I did a deep dive into their program, and I like what they're building there. They're not going to be the school that I will be attending postgrad in, but they are my West winner. A little soft spot for the Red Wolves. <laughs> Big scheduling note, Arkansas State avoids Appalachian State. They do play Troy on the road. Louisiana gets Appalachian State and Troy at home. But Arkansas State with the easier conference schedule, yes. and they get Louisiana at home. All right, so we both got Appalachian State and Arkansas State in the title game. I think Appalachian State hosts the title game again, and it's another easy victory. I think it's a roll. I, I think that most of these, uh, I say about three out of the five, are going to be pretty easy conference titles for the for the favorites here. I think so. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the potential contenders for the New Year's Six Bowl game. All right, I've got UCF coming out of the American. UCF as well. Can UCF not only win three straight American titles, but also represent the group of five three years in a row? Yes, they can. I absolutely think they can. I think that UCF is, and as I said, coming into the third year here, start building some serious momentum, maybe become the premier program in the group and, of five. There's some good four stars that are finally coming to UCF. When's the last time you heard a four star wanting to go to UCF? Like you think about the good players. Like Let's look at Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was like a one or two star who had two or three scholarship offers and turned into a pro. These guys are actually getting these three highly recruited three and four stars to finally start coming. And for me, it's almost like in the past, I would say before the first year that UCF went on the run, it was difficult to pinpoint a group of five team that would finish ranked the highest. But yeah. now it's almost difficult to think of somebody Other besides than UCF. UCF. Absolutely. Now, last year, there was a race between, in the beginning, it was between Utah State and UCF. I remember yeah. Kirk, Kirk came out and said, well, all these teams in the Mountain West, they they deserve to be ranked higher and this and that. Well, he was proved wrong. Yes. And I think that that, you know, it plays for UCF a lot this year as well. I think that they're going to get the respect in the rankings if yep. they continue to win. And when it comes to the Mountain West, I think that you're going to have, you know, the Fresno States and the, the Boise States and Utah State, and we'll see who emerges from there uh, to to go undefeated yeah, in the early yeah, season. But Utah State kind of faltered down the stretch last year. Yes, I, I hope did. it doesn't happen this year. But when it comes to contenders for this bowl game, I think it's UCF's to lose. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so too. And, and and I don't want people to think that we're being homers. We are trying to be as transparent or as transparent as possible. Just think about ta- even talent-wise. And we'll be the first ones to question UCF. Yes. But at this point, even with Mac breaking his ankle... Bring Wimbush, on Wimbush, yeah. man. Wimbush time. All right, let's go ahead and look at some uh, non-conference games for the group of five. Uh, a chance for the group of five to make some noise early on in the season. Okay. 
We already talked about Utah State at LSU. That's on October 5th. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that game. Can't wait to watch Jordan Love square off oh against Joey Burrow God. in Baton Rouge. That's, that's going to be what great. What, watch it be like one of those things where we're so stoked and it's just going to be just another Oklahoma FAU. Right. <laughs> yeah, do you remember how excited we were for that yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, Circle Cincinnati at Ohio State on September 7th. If I'm concerned about it, then everyone should be yeah. excited for that game. It's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good test uh, there at, uh, facing Luke Fickle coming coming home to Columbus. Fresno State at USC, we also mentioned. I think Fresno State could pose a I think it's going to be one of those that Fresno State comes out up 14 against USC, and it'll be up to JT Daniels to lead them down the field to win the game by a field goal. One that we'll be at. Stanford at UCF yes, on September 14th. Boise State, Florida State in Jacksonville. I think Boise State's going to win the I game. I think Boise State I wins the Florida game. Florida State's terrible. Right? I think Boise State wins that game on a neutral Losing, field. I mean, replacing Brett Rimmon is going to be hard, but Boise State coming back with a lot of defensive power. That's a big opportunity for the Mountain West to make a statement. Yes. And then Houston against Washington State, NRG Stadium, Whew. September 13th. Talk about a 65-61 game yeah. there. God, no one's playing defense. A lot of games to look forward to. And a lot of ifs, ands, but guys, please, 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 we are begging you as lovers of the game of football, please watch these games. Show some love. You guys will you will be, just all you gotta do is watch the first two weeks, and now that you start to know the players' names, you start to hear their stories, and you will see how good the football actually is. That's that's all I got to say. I mean, when it comes down to it, there is a lot more change that I want to see in college football. Yeah. I like the 14 playoff. The change that I want to see is group of five because if they're not getting a fair representation and they're not with four teams. No, absolutely they're not. They're just not. There's, there's too many premier programs in the power five yeah. to make room for a group of five representative in the 14 playoff. It's just not viable. It's not. So that now that we've established that, let's stop pretending. Yes. And let's 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 create some kind of expansion for some kind of tournament, some kind of champion for the group of five besides just playing in this New Year's Six. Yeah, because no one cares about that. Because it doesn't get any hype. No. It only gets hype when UCF's playing in it. Yeah. Which is great, but maybe UCF won't be playing in it every year. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree, Miles. I agree with you one hundred percent. With that being said, let's see who. What division, what conference we are going to talk about next week. So in, the, in, in this hat, we've got six NFL divisions in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me pull the Big so, Ten. Right. All right. I got it. Let's go. You ready? Let's go. All right. So we're going to talk about the AFC South. We're going to get back Ooh, to the NFL the next AFC week. AFC South. I like it. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. Guess what? We have a live show coming up on August 14th. This time we will try our hardest to stream it for you guys because we have the jump, we have the jetpacks ready and willing, guys. It's going to be a great show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great one. Be sure to download your podcast. Like I said, rate, like, subscribe.